Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Jim Rosati. Jim, happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy uh, Thanksgiving Monday. There it is. We can celebrate that. Yeah. What are you Short thankful for this people? year, DiNardo? What are you thankful for this week? What are you thankful for this year? I'm thankful that the Pirates rotation has at least one pitcher. We're one fifth of the way there. Hey, you can't you can't get five unless you've got one. <laughs> um, to be realistic, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Yeah, all right, we have a happy, good life. We should celebrate that. As much as uh, what we talk about drives us crazy sometimes, even though I thoroughly enjoy being driven crazy, I guess most times. But right. Well, and you're soft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very soft and can't handle anything. We're <laughs> <laughs> we going there. Love it. Yeah. No, no, no. Happy, happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's a short week, Thanksgiving week. Um, I'm heading back to Pittsburgh this week, so yeah, it'll be good to good to head home, see some family. There you go. I'll be here, but uh, yeah, enjoying the short week. You know what else? What else though, Jim? We're what now? Two weeks away from Nashville. Heads yeah. up for those who don't know, we didn't really talk about it much, but we are heading to the winter meetings this year. We'll be there, get some content going. Yeah, that should be fun. And Cody, that should be fun. I've never been to winter meetings. You have. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect. It is at like the Opryland Hotel in Nashville, which is yep. just a outstanding venue. So I'm kind of excited just to hang out there all week. And Nashville in general, one of my one of my favorite cities to go visit. So right, I've never been to Nashville, so I don't know what to expect. So we yeah. can kind of help each other out there. But yeah, like the the hotel looks amazing. I was in D.C. and Orlando, which are both Gaylord properties, kind of like the same mm-hmm. the same look in a sense. But Nashville is just dominates all the other ones so i'm really excited to see what that looks like yeah yeah it should be fun anyways so there's not a whole lot of news to talk about in regards of like pirates land shocking right um but there's a lot of news around mlb this year uh this week i should say which does affect the pirates right so friday 8 p.m was the the deadline to tender the non-tender or tender however you want to look at it right the, the team selected the, the players they're going to tender a contract to, uh, which the Pirates tendered everyone outside of Osvaldo Beto and Hunter Stratton. So uh, the Rosati curse lives on. I just have to throw that in there, Jim. I just have to. The Rosati curse lives on because was it not 20 two days hours before. earlier? Yeah, I think it was two days before. Like I think on Wednesday, I wrote an article because oh. both of them pitched in uh, the Dominican Winter League uh, on the same night, and they both pitched well. Uh, so, like my article was basically, you know, Hunter Stratton and Osvaldo Vito shine in relief or whatever. Um, this is on the new NS9 blog, by the way, NorthShore9.com. If you haven't checked it out, uh, but yeah, and le- like less than forty-eight hours later. Pirates have non-tendered Osvaldo Vito and Hunter Stratton. So it was it was like sucks for those guys, but it was like like 
literally the last thing probably written about those guys was was that <laughs> that one article. Right. Yep. So you strucketh their careers. No, I'm not gonna say their careers, but they are free agents now. So that's how it works, of course, right? They're now officially free agents. No one has to go through waivers or anything like that. They are free to sign with whomever. Uh, you know, and I guess it's a way to spin it for the pirates. Uh Hunter Stratton, honestly, like there was some intrigue. He deserved the call up, but he didn't look anything special by any means, right? Um, and I don't think there was anything in regards of like there was an outlook. It, it's not as if like Colin Selby, for instance, was one where, yeah, he looks like he could be in the rotation and had like a terrible season. Right. Um, and then Osvaldo Beto. I think we we're more scared of like how he's going to be used this year. I think, well, I mean, this kind of look at the way it sits right now. And if, if you wrote out like what a rotation would look like right now, like, Vito may or may not be in that. <laughs> That's kind of where the pirates sit. So um, I, I think I think putting him on, you know, you're you're freeing up the roster space, but at the same time, these are both guys that I don't know if anybody's, you know, picking up. I know the pirates were, you know, pirates said that they hope to re-sign them to minor league deals. So uh, these two hopefully um, aren't out of the organization just from like a depth standpoint. Like I don't I don't think. If we're seeing either of these two guys next year, it means a lot of things went wrong, right? Just kind of like this year, right? A lot of things went wrong for us to see Osvaldo Bido. Um, but I think kind of same thing next year. You know, if, if Osvaldo Bido is like your number 11 starter, then so be it. Um, if if Hunter Stratton is your your number 20 guy out of the bullpen, you know, then so be it. But yeah, like it's not like the Pirates are losing a whole lot there. Yeah, and, and that's where I'm at. Like, this is the right move. They made it. Vito, I don't want to say like there was, I think there was more intrigue with him than Stratton, right? But you, you can't, like, you can't have him on your 40, man. Not in the direction this team is trying to go. Uh, but I'm with you. You know, I feel like he he can be in that starter depth slash bullpen depth, you know, depending on which direction you might need him for. But again, hopefully you're not in that situation that you do need him. So I can see like them trying to resign him for depth, and of course, you know, AAA needs pitchers too and such. Mm. But uh, but but right, like it's not a guy that you're probably hoping to bank on the keep. Um, so yeah, so there's the moves there. The Pirates do offer and tender contracts to David Bednar, Ryan Barucki, J.T. Brubaker, Mitch Keller, Connor Joe. Um, and with that said, Ryan Barucki and the Pirates actually struck a deal. So they're that's done. No worries about arbitration or anything with them. Uh, Ryan Brucky has signed a $1.6 million contract uh, for the Pirates this year. And he was projected to be at 1.3. So. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, well-deserved. Well-deserved. He had, he had an outstanding season last year. He was, he was, um, he was typically like that first guy called out of the bullpen um, to, to get out of jams and and to face a tough lefty if there was a righty starter and he did an outstanding job um 2.45 ERA and 40 in a third innings he he walked like nobody he had a, you know less than one walk per nine innings um didn't give up a lot of homers uh you know the strikeouts weren't outstanding but from a stuff standpoint like the stuff looked good 
like a lot of people were like, how is he doing this? How is he doing this? But like he was a lefty. He was throwing 94, 95. He had a good slider sweeper, whatever you want to call it. And he threw strikes like that's how he did it. It's um, that's going to be a bad analogy. So I'm like, I won't use that, <laughs> especially since it'll it'll hit other certain fans in the heart pretty hard. I feel like nothing, nothing about him is like really, really special. He just doesn't make mistakes. Like he just does not make mistakes. The analogy I was going to use was Kenny Pickett, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> but <laughs> because Brucky's clearly having a better season than Kenny Pickett. But but where I'm getting yeah. at is like he, again, like he just doesn't make mistakes, right? He 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 pitches, he locates the ball, he throws strikes. You know, it's nothing special, but it's good enough to get the job done. And again, like you said, he's a lefty. Um, so he finishes the season with honestly a 2.45 ERA. I mean, and that's 40.1 innings. I mean, the sample's large enough. Like that's yeah, that's impressive. Again, right, it's I like this. first to admit, right. like I was like, what's he doing here? Why you is a Ryan Brucky getting called up? You trashed him from the get go. It, it took it took you a while to, to turn around. Now I, I was a Ryan Brucky truther all along. Oh, Jim, well you were okay, but at any rate, yeah. I mean, first off, he was he was pretty pretty bad, and his minor league numbers were really really bad with the Cubs. And he gets it over the Pirates, and yeah, like I don't something something clearly clicked. They they found something in him. It worked. So good for the Pirates. Kudos to Ryan Barucki. Uh and a one point six million dollar deal. And he's back. King Brucky is back. The fans are going wild. Yeah, like I said, well well deserved, well deserved. And um, and he comes in as like the number one lefty next year. Like I probably like if I'm the Pirates, I want to add another lefty reliever for sure. Um, but. Like as of right now, he's he's the number one lefty out of the bullpen. And like you feel you, comfortable about it. I was gonna say you feel a lot better this year right now, even before Garcia's injury. Garcia was like, Oh, that's there's some intrigue there, but hopefully it turns out. And of course he got injured and never saw him again. So then it was it was bad, right? Yeah. So I think, yeah, you, like going into this offseason and into next year, as long as Brucky doesn't get injured in the meantime. I think you're feeling uh, you're feeling better than last year, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, anything else that we want to talk about with those three players: Barucky, Beto, Stratton? No, I think like I said Beto and Stratton will be back. I don't think you've seen the last of them. I wouldn't even be surprised to see either of them in the majors again next year, just from just from a pure attrition standpoint when it comes to arms but they're just they're just guys they're guys that that you can just go out and find at any point in time yeah well what i wanted to say to that just with what you said i wouldn't be shocked if another team signed them just for potentially better opportunity because again where the pirates should be they probably aren't going to see too much mlb playing time next year so maybe an opportunity for a lesser team with lesser pitching comes about and they sign with them but what i want to say to that is if they do you also shouldn't feel a type of way that oh my god we have lost now osvaldo Beto or hunt Stratton. i just say that because there, there, there probably is better opportunity for either of them for another team if they want to sign 
I don't know how many other teams only have one starting pitcher, Denardo. Well, <laughs> this this Pirates team used like forty pitchers last year, so I don't I don't know if there is better opportunity out there. Again, where they should be this upcoming season, especially bullpen wise, I'll say like Hunter Stratton. But yeah. I think he's less desirable. But like Vito could fit in someone's bullpen. Give up the starting. Yeah, I agree. I agree with go that. in a bullpen. Maybe. Yeah. Bad team. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There are. We've we've seen bad teams. We know what they they are. And and Osvaldo Osvaldo Vito fits in those those bullpens. Osvaldo Vito fits real well on a bad team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Osvaldo Vito. This one's supposed to be an Osvaldo Vito, you know, negativity session. So, but no, I I expect both to be back on minor league deals and both will get invites to to major league camp and we'll, 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 you'll see them in Indianapolis. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if you see either of them next year and the majors. Right. Okay. So let's spin this another direction then. Let's go ahead and take a look at, you know, some of the players around the league that were non-tendered. Um, you know, usually there's some surprises, some that you expected, right? And then, of course, especially Pirate fans know, right? Mine, 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 Pirate, 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 right? How many of the bad players that the, the, the fans want? And it's like, pump the brakes. They were, like, you know, non-tendered for a reason. Um, but, right. you know, there's still, like, can be some intrigue, right? This is a good way of, there's now more free agents available, Maybe there's a need for the Pirates um, that comes cheaper than some of the other free agents. So where do you want to start here? Because there's certainly names. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with, with with a guy who we absolutely know that the... Well, we don't know, but it's probably the most interesting name that was non-tendered. Um, and it's not because of really being able to play next year, but it's just because like there's a few different approaches you could take with him. Whoever decides to sign him. And that is, um, Brandon Woodruff. Um, so Milwaukee Brewers, non-tender Brandon Woodruff. Um, he, he is out for all of 2024, Like he's not going to pitch. Is that confirmed though? Like if he comes back, it's going to be for like a week or two. Like he, he is a long, long rehab ahead of him. Like he, He's not pitching next year. I don't think you can expect him to pitch next year. And so it comes down to, <clears throat> but but he also has, you know, five plus years of service time. So he is a free agent after this year. So that's why the Brewers not tendered him because the Brewers would have owed him, you know, $11 million or whatever yeah. to not pitch, right? So you now got Brandon Woodruff as a free agent who, again, isn't going to contribute in 2024, but... Brandon Woodruff's a pretty good pitcher. So there's there's a couple approaches here that you can take. You can either sign Brandon Woodruff to a one-year deal. Don't expect anything from him in 2024. And then you can give him a qualifying offer, and you've got yourself a comp pick, right? Um, the other option is maybe you sign Brandon Woodruff to like a three-year deal. I don't know if he'd be willing to accept something like that, but... You sign Brandon Woodruff to a three-year deal. You know, obviously, you don't get anything out of him for 2024. But then come 2025, 2026, boom, you've got Brandon Woodruff, right? I don't think the Pirates are in 
play for either of these two options. I don't think the Pirates are in a position where they can like use their resources on a pitcher like Brandon Woodruff, who's not going to give them any innings next year. Um, but I think the interesting thing is if some if a team decides to go route one, and if Brandon Woodruff decides to go route one, then you get a good idea like, hey, what's a qualifying offer worth? Because that's basically what he's going to make. He's going to make like, what is a qual- what, what is one of those comp picks worth to a team? So you kind of get, you can kind of figure out what that number would be. Um, I don't know what a one-year deal would look like with him. I really have no idea, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know, is that, is a comp pick worth $5 million? Is a comp pick worth $10 million? I don't, I don't know. Um, if he goes that three-year, four-year route, I think that's probably what's going to happen is you'll find a team out there that's like, hey, you know what? Let's sign Brandon Woodruff. We're not going to get anything out of him this year, but we've got Brandon Woodruff the next two, three years or whatever. Right. Yeah, like this this situation reminds me much of like uh, Pineda or Drew Smiley, right? When they're coming off the injuries and the team sounded like that two-year deal, you know, the first year, it was like a two-year, like, 12-ish million dollar deal i want to feel like it was like the first year was like you know four million second year eight million so that way the year that they're injured like you don't have them but you're kind of hoping that they come back for the next year it's a way of signing someone for pretty cheap right yeah um so yeah like brandon woodruff certainly fits that uh and the reason i did ask up front too is because I, I keep kind of hearing back and forth that you know there is like the potential he could be back at the end of next year which again, like for the Brewers, it's not worth to hold him for $11, $12 million to hope you make the playoffs and hope he's back in that point of time. So absolutely get why he's non-tendered. But there's like this potential he could be back late next year. And of course, if you are a playoff team and you go this route that we're talking, there's still also the potential he could come in at the very end. So that's like a bonus. Um, but even if not, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, like it's it's a good pitcher that's just available to you right now. Just Just purely just now available, right? The downside is you're not going to get him this year. So are you a team that's willing to go ahead and say, we'll take that risk. We'll get you to a two year. It's almost like a prove it contract, but Hey, you're getting paid this year, get paid next year. And then you hit free agency again, coming off of your actual, you know, injury free season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of with you too. Like this is a, this is a deal. I love for the pirates to look into. I mean, I was all over for Nate Pineda I was all over for Drew Smiley. Like this is the type of the deal. The pirates, should be interested in this is a way of getting a good pitcher for pretty cheap you have some funds this year when you're hopefully better next year you're not paying him his worth for more or less speaking um but this probably isn't the time to do it unfortunately because the pirates need to invest i feel i feel like every drop of money they have for this year for this year this would have been a perfect guy to go after last off season. Like this is the move that you want to make last year when payroll was nothing, you know, and you're expecting to that 2024 is going to be your year. This would have been the deal to make, but I'm with you. Like this isn't the deal to make this year because those, whatever resources you have need to go into making the 2024 team as good as possible. And signing Brandon Woodruff, unfortunately, doesn't do that. Because right. right now they've got a lot of holes to fill. And you just can't use the little resources that you have on a guy who isn't going to give you anything this year. You know, now that we're talking this, right? It's going to happen. This is the time they're going to do it when it doesn't make sense. 
I, I mean, I'd be all for it. But like, I, I think, <laughs> but not at the expense. Like, it's not, not, not at the. You know what, guys? We realize because these injuries, twenty twenty four also ain't it. So now it's twenty twenty five. Like if you're signing Brandon Woodruff, and the reason, and and because you signed Brandon Woodruff, you go into next year with two openers. <laughs> you only go into next year with like three starting pitchers. Then Vito's back. <laughs> probably not the best idea. Right. But at any rate, certainly a good pitcher. Coming off the the AC joint injury, that's harsh, but good pitcher available. Probably gonna get her pretty cheap, and hopefully give someone some quality innings the following season. Uh, but yeah, don't don't really see the Pirates doing this. I'm kind of like with you. Like, I mean, if he did, I'd be like, oh wow, good. As long as everything else works good too. But I just feel as if right, even the the little bit of allocation that would be needed to spend on him for this year, that's a solid middle reliever. That the Pirates could also use for this year, right? Um, or just more money on top of the better free agent to whatever position they're going after. So, um, so yeah. So Brandon Woodruff is available. Probably not going to be a Pirate. So let's move on to some okay. other names. So I mean, obviously the position of need, right, is is first base. Like if you're looking at position players, their first base is what they need. There's a few first basemen who were non-tendered. I just think that you know none of these guys are the answer, most likely. But um, the Mets, <clears throat> the Mets non-tendered Daniel Vogelbach. So yep. uh, we we all know about him. Um, the Cardinals uh, non-tendered Juan Yepes, who uh, really kind of played well two years ago as a rookie, um, but last year didn't get a whole lot of playing time in the majors and then also simultaneously didn't really look all that great in the minors, but he's still sort of young. You know, he's 25. Um, he, he did have that decent rookie season um, and he's got some power. So like, that's probably the most interesting name there among first basemen. Uh, but then you've also got the Brewers, Rowdy Telez, uh, the Nationals, um, Dom Smith, where, you know, if this was 2019, then, then maybe you go after him, but, Tom Smith hasn't been good since the Trump administration. Like it's been a, it's been a bit. Um, so I, you I love using presidential. Terms. I do. I, I like using presidential administrations as a way to measure time. So, um, so it's been a, it's been a bit for Tom Smith. <laughs> um, so I, I don't I don't I don't think any of those guys are the answer. I actually I probably wouldn't mind like a flyer on Juan Yepes. Like if there was anybody out there, like Yepes is probably the guy to, to at least try. But like we have a Juan Yepes at home and his name's Malcolm Nunez mm-hmm. and he's a lot younger. So, uh, nah, nah, no, thanks. I'll pass. That's pretty much where I sit on all these. First base is certainly a need. There's some names, and like you said, like Dom Smith is a name, but he's more of a name of like the prospect who was. He really hasn't done much. I think it was like what he talked about the Trump administration, but it was really just that one season that he did anything really. Um, he hasn't been good. Rowdy Telez. Also, like if you had told me a few years ago, I didn't kind of ecstatic like he's available. But he's, it's funny with him. He's up and down every single year. Good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Last year was a bad year. So this matches up to be a good year. 
but he also like declines every year. So his good year is probably now about league average. Mm-hmm. So, but like Radic to a lot of pop. We have what 35 home runs last year, two years ago. Know. Yeah. I guess now we're talking last year was this current year. So two years ago, yes, 35 home runs. Um, Plays defense though too, like terrible defense. Rowdy Teles. Well, well, right, and it kind of bunches up with this one mm-hmm. here too. Like Daniel Vogelbach, we're familiar with also, who had a solid season with a bat too, like a 109 way to run credit plus last year. He gets on base. He, we know he has some pop. He doesn't swing the bat much, um, but both terrible defenders. So it's like now you're limiting that to the for you're adding them. They're going to play DH, and we already know the situation with our DH, the Pirates and. Again, we're talking about fits, and it's just like even right. if you, even if you think there's something there with some of these, you're just back to the whole fit situation. And like, does it fit for the Pirates? No, no, <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I think they're like, yeah. I, I, out of all of those names, I, I don't think you go after like none of those guys are the answer because you you do you do have a a hole to fill at first base. And I think you need to fill it with something that that's like a somewhat of a proven commodity. It's not a whole lot out. Yeah. There's not a whole lot out there from a first base standpoint. Um, but like, you've got to, you've got to find it. And, and I think first baseman, like we're looking at free agent first baseman and like, there's, there's a few out there, but first base is also another position that a lot of teams, like they may be, giving up on you know a, a prospect who's 25 and just you know didn't show it maybe in, a, in a one year in the major so i think you've got options at first base via trade i mean you look at the pirates they actually they've acquired a first baseman slash dh via trade each of the last two years right wasn't g-man Choi oh. was a was a trade wasn't susugo a trade oh. too Yoshi You're was right. a trade. I forgot about so like, so like each of the past two off seasons, the Pirates have been able to get a first baseman for basically nothing just by acquiring them via a trade. Um, now, were they good first basemen? You know, that's a whole other a whole other story. But like, I think there's there's enough out there that you can fill the hole with somebody who's at least better than these guys. Right. Again, that's kind of the thing. Is like. They need to. That's part of the problem, right? They have to. Like this, this shouldn't be something that you're okay with. That hey, twenty twenty four is supposed to be a competitive season. We have some money to spend, and we've signed Daniel Vogelbach, right? Or we've signed Rowdy Telez. That's mm-hmm. not what the bar should be this year. So, unfortunately, right. and again, like even with that said, like I just don't see a natural fit for any of these guys with the Pirates stand right now. So I just don't really see it. Um, okay. So first base doesn't seem like there's going to be anything coming from that side. Some other names. I feel like, just to kind of put out there, I felt like there was two, you talk about prospects, like, you know, guys giving up, players, teams giving up on players, you know, first base and such. There were some names prospect-wise, uh, not first base, but like Nick Senzel, Hal Lewis, both non-tender. Again, you're talking like if this is back in 2019. <laughs> right. Right. Like Dakota yeah. Hudson, another one too. Like where like if this was a few years ago, maybe, but 
Austin Meadows. Oh, yeah. Meadows, I'm a little more intrigued in, by the way. But, but yeah, like a Cal Lewis, and he was, he was rookie of the year just like a few seasons back, and now he's non tendered. How life comes at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Meadows, first off, just hasn't played basically in, in, since 2021. He did hit 27 homers that year. Uh, but yeah, I, Austin Meadows is probably a guy I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on. Like if Austin Meadows is available on on either like a minor league deal or even just like a cheap one year deal, but I don't know where he fits on this team either. Like I'm not sure where he fits. Right, because he can't play center field. So, like if you're gonna, I, I feel like if you're gonna sign an outfielder, they've got to be at least somewhat competent defensively to fit in on this team right now. And Meadows isn't that. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, the talent, right? I wouldn't mind bringing it back. This isn't like a sled on him, but it's just like, for the reasons he hasn't played, I don't know where he's at. You know, yeah, it's not for lack of talent, and it's not because of, like, injury for the most part that he hasn't played. So I just don't know where he's at in regards to playing in 2024 either. Um, if if he's there, right. you know, like you're saying, like I wouldn't mind. That's why I said like he's the most intriguing because he's the one baseball wise. I feel probably has something left in him that could provide you something. Um, and yeah, fit fit certainly isn't the best here either. But I think there's there's talent there that if you can get an Austin Meadows on your team, you probably should. What um, are your thoughts on? So just I mean, just looking through the names here. Someone who, you know, he is weird because, like, he played in Colorado for five seasons, couldn't do shit there, <laughs> goes to Miami where it's, like, impossible to hit, and he actually becomes, like, a league average hitter, can play everywhere. Garrett Hampson, like, what are your thoughts there? He actually put up, a, like, a, I mean, played 252 plate appearances last year, 101 weighted runs created plus, 0.7 war. He played 30 games at shortstop, 26 in center, 21 in right, 13 at second base, 10 in left field, 5 at third base. The dude plays all around the diamond, had a competent bat last year. He's non-tendered. Is that someone who maybe has some value on this team? Like, Would you rather have Garrett Hampson than G1 Bay? So, hmm. Like if you're just so looking weird. at great spots, you know? Yeah. Um, Garrett Hampson, again, this is more of a you and I conversation, right? Our strat league, right? Ryan has the Rockies. I'm well aware of Garrett Hampson. He's the guy I've kind of like been intrigued with maybe adding on my team from Ryan, which my team is the Marlins also. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he has been terrible. And it's like, why has he been so terrible? And then he goes to Miami, he's better. I don't know. Like, I guess where I'm at, would I rather have him than G1 Bay. That's that's a low bar to begin with. Right? It is, but but if now, you're looking at making the team better, like does does Garrett Hampson make the Pirates better? Probably. I don't like it is kind of like a one-year wonder. It's just 252 plate appearances, but it was it was good enough. And like you said, what's what's bigger in my eyes is the true position flexibility 
not this forced, hey, we're going to play you all over the place that you can't, right? Mm-hmm. So there is some true position flexibility, which can help. We already know the situation with second base. There's already a Jared Triolo on the team. And I feel like to, for the Pirates to be good, Jared Triolo needs to be what Garrett Hampson would be for the club that you're, you're doing here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but maybe Jared Triolo is a second baseman and Garrett Hampson is that guy. And that's like, I'll live with that. Again, like if it's better than Bay, probably. I think there's certainly more upside in Bay. But will the team ever get that out of him? I don't know. So he's interesting. You know, again, like if they added him, I wouldn't hate it necessarily. Mm-hmm. I also just feel as if it's rough, man. It's just, it's a thing. Like we have this vision for the Pirates. If the Pirates will be good, this is what needs to happen more or less. And like Jared Triolo needs to be what they would bring Garrett Hampson in to do. Right. That's just where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that was just a name that stood out to me as like, like he will get signed and he will be on someone's roster. Oh, for sure. You know? Um, Yeah. I mean, there's some other interesting names here, but you know, you kind of look like Kyle Lewis, right. Is Kyle Lewis one AL rookie of the year. We talked about him earlier, like, but, just hasn't done anything the last two years. He's been hurt. Um, he dominated AAA last year when he was down there for, for a bit, um, but hasn't really hit major league pitching in multiple years. And he's now 28. Like he's not, he's not really young anymore either. Um, that, that was, that was a name that kind of catches your eye. Um, yeah. A lot of these guys, like I, I keep kind of going back to the pitchers. Cause I think you can kind of maybe find something there. Right. Cody Hewer like hasn't been like completely terrible, but like does he really fit on this team if he can't start? Probably not. Um, Tim Hill's another lefty that that maybe hey if you if you're looking to bring in a second lefty maybe Tim Hill's that guy. He's you know typically been pretty good. Last year was not, um, and he was set to to make a pretty good amount of money uh, in arbitration. So the, you know over two million dollars. You know, typically a lefty that you could rely on kind of throughout his career. Just last year, he was he was not good. Let me throw this name out to you, Spencer Turnbull. You're looking. I mean, you're you're you need starters. Um, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at with this one. Like he's coming off of injury. Didn't have a good season last year, although very limited coming back from the injury. Not he's been a good, a great pitcher, but before the injury, he was a good enough, a back-end guy, which, again, we talk about the Pirates have plenty of those. Right. But it's certainly an interesting name. And the Pirates need starters. I think if he's willing to sign, like, the... Who was the... Who was the, the terrible pitcher we signed off of the Diamondbacks? Which one? The guy who made like Off four starts and then got hurt. Or oh, oh, um, Cahill. Yeah, like if he's willing to do like a Trevor Cahill type deal, then then maybe because you just need innings right now. Um, Trevor. I mean, Spencer T- Turnbull hasn't pitched more than fifty six and two thirds innings since twenty nineteen. Right. So like it's been a bit since he's gone out there and given some innings. Um. But if he's willing to do 
like a one year, $1 million deal or something like that. Sure. Why not? Um, cause, cause yeah, like when he was healthy, he, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't, he wasn't like good by any means, but he was, he was a major league starting. He was, sure. he was certainly serviceable. He, yeah. He's in a major league rotation. If the Pirates signed Spencer Turnbull right now, he'd be their number two starter. That's and again, fair. <laughs> right. It's just, which is, which but is that's bad. also why I do mention it because they do yeah. need starters. And this could be a way of getting a serviceable one pretty cheap. Like, I just see the Pirates all over this. I, I really do. Yeah. For good or for bad, I see the Pirates all over this. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's definitely some arms out there that you know are could be due for some bounce back seasons. Like Josh Stamont, too, reliever, had a really good start to his career, but then fell off the last couple of seasons. But the stuff's still there. He just kind of wild and walks a lot of people. So there's there's plenty of people like that. I don't know. I'm just not seeing anybody on this list of non tenders though, where they're just screaming out at me, like. Go and get this guy. Not seeing it. Right. Same. Same. That's also kind of a good thing. I hope. I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like yeah. what I've been talking about here for the most part. Like the Pirates, where they're at, shouldn't really be targeting these guys. No. And a part of it is just fit too, right? But like the Pirates are in a different situation now where some of these guys, like they just shouldn't be. And the ones that they probably could be, it just doesn't seem like a good fit. Like the Brandon Woodruff, right? Like they have like that situation mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah. Again, for me, and I still think it's a long shot. Like this is me saying that lines up, but like I just feel personally, just me again, Turnbull is the one that that kind of stands out the most of everyone. And yeah, turn- it's not again for good stuff. It's not because he's that sexy. It's just like he's a pirate. I mean, again, four seam slider, sinker, change up. Yeah. He's just money wise, what they need. They need starting pitching. It's good. Like, and especially if you do like Cahill, if, if he's going to agree to that, that gives them, you know, like they don't have to rely on him. It's not as right. if, okay, he's our number five or four starter. He's depth still. They need right. a lot of that. Yeah. I would be open to it. I think this is a good, like out of these guys though, like the, the thing that's jumping out at me at most is like, maybe, maybe your second lefty out of the bullpen comes off this list. Cause there are mm-hmm. quite a few lefty relievers here who maybe didn't have the best season last year, but you know, there's some guys with some track record on this list. Colby Allard. We talked about Tim Hill. Uh, Adam Simber, like those types of guys, maybe you bring in as a second lefty. Spucko Mike says Turnbull hype video coming. Our guy, our guy Spence. Our guy <laughs> Spence. Hey, the Braves have a Spencer. Now the Pirates have a Spencer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Um. Wasn't the sexiest of list again? Certainly names. We talk about some some yeah. top prospects that fit in there. A really good pitcher, uh, but I don't think either really fit. I guess for me again, like 
Austin Meadows, as far as position player, is probably the one that – or Gary Hampson, him too. Right, there's some intrigue there. Uh, yeah. Spencer Turnbull for me too, for as far as starting pitcher goes. But none of those, again, like are the bar. That that's their way of getting maybe something in here for pretty cheap, and then still right. being to go out and spend money on starting pitching. Yeah, but not Aaron Nola. Nope, he already got paid. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's it. I think I think for me. Maybe your second your second lefty comes off this list, but that's probably it. There you go. Well, outside of that, then I don't have much else to say. Talk about? Not really. I thought the show was pretty positive too. Yeah. So it makes me feel dirty because I didn't do my job. I didn't complain a bitch, Jim. That's true. <laughs> But at any rate, um, anything else that you want to add, talk about? Nah, let's uh, let's get out of here. Hope you have a good Thanksgiving. Hope all the listeners and, and watchers have a good Thanksgiving week. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I don't have much else to add. See if anything okay. happens this week. Yeah, I'm not hopeful. Oh, but actually, you know what? Not even thinking. I mean, Ben Charrington has loved to do things on actual holidays he does he's a holiday guy he likes working on i think maybe he hates his family so he just wants to work so much on holidays that could be maybe it. his family hates him maybe his family hates him <laughs> or both and, and, and jim we yeah. are family <laughs> that's true so <laughs> anyway. he just loves spending his time with the pirates no i, I yeah. i'm I, i'm kidding but yeah he does he has in the past shown the the uh the track record of doing stuff around holidays. So something could be coming this week. Could be. Never know. So I guess I'll leave it at that. Unless there could be an emergency podcast later this week. But with that being said, there'll be no NS9 live. Uh, this will be pretty much the last show of the week as far as like Pirates related. Of course, Cody does come on today to stream and will be the show. You, you have a couple of card, card rips coming up this week also. Yeah. Won't give any details. Could be good. Could be bad. I yeah, one of my cars breaks. One. I realized on one of them that my mic was on mute about a minute in, and so the first, the whole first minute is just I like dubbed over it, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You dubbed over it. Yeah, I dubbed over it. That's fantastic. You should have purposely like did it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounded just mismatch. Anyways, at any rate, uh, yeah. So you'll have those two, and then uh, we'll definitely be back again next week. All right, so we'll see you then. Bye-bye. See you, all. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.